0: good morning or good afternoon or whenever you're listening to this hello that was the important thing to say we are back on two spot monkeys live after a one week uh, pause that we knew was going to happen so that wasn't a uh, wasn't a shock to us hope it wasn't a shock to you I think we laid that out pretty well two weeks ago but uh, I'm Jim as joined always by Tom. Tom how you doing
1: Jim, I'm uh, awesome. Uh, I, this is the... Sorry unofficial-
0: for my 12-year-old puberty crack there. I don't
1: know what i on with my voice there for a minute. <laughs> well, as we, as we record and get ready for Double or Nothing here, it's the unofficial start of summer, uh, being that it's Memorial Day weekend, so happy to be kind of in that frame of mind uh, as we enter this conversation. That's cool.
0: Absolutely. It was cold and rainy here at the beginning of the week, and it's going to be 89 today and tomorrow, so... Um, that, that sounds about like spring and summer in Nebraska, so I <laughs> had a hoodie on at the beginning of the week, going to have shorts and a t-shirt today, be good. Uh, but yeah, beginning of summer and uh, Memorial Day weekend has become uh, the tradition for Double or Nothing, uh, which I had to laugh, I was listening to a Sean uh, Ross app podcast, I you know I mentioned that a lot, um, and he was mentioning how he feels like Double or Nothing is always in Vegas, and this is actually only the second time it's been able to be in Vegas because of the pandemic, because in 20 and 21 it was in um Daly's place. So uh kind of funny that Double or Nothing, which obviously has casino um vibes to the whole thing, uh was really this is the only the second time it's actually gotten to happen in Vegas. So and interestingly, no casino royale, battle royal ladder match, anything like that at this double or nothing like that have been kind of a staple but uh i'm i'm okay with that because i don't know where in the world you would cram it on this card
1: i had the the same uh thought a few days ago but i was like there's no room (laughs) right
0: are are there enough wrestlers to do it oh absolutely they could easily do it but yeah there's let's just throw it on the buy-in and make it not worthy you know i don't want to say the buy-in's not worthy but let's be honest the buy-in's not it's like a kickoff show that you're not going to put a really super important debut there or anything like that. So, uh, Before we get into it, Tom, I did want to just ask your, um, and I didn't even tell you I was going to do this, ask your opinion on the Jokers. We had talked about who the Jokers might be in the past. and Obviously, they hadn't been revealed when we recorded two weeks ago. Uh, Johnny Elite, because, of course, he has to change his name everywhere he goes. Uh, it's kind of his gimmick. And uh, Maki Ito ended up being... Which was interesting, earlier in the day, Tony Khan had said he was looking forward to the Jokers' debuts. And Maki Ito, as they said on AEW, was not her debut. She had been in AEW before. Um, what was your reaction to the Jokers?
1: Um, I liked Maki Ito more than Johnny Elite. I think they're fine. Um, yeah. it, it, you know I think we've had this conversation before where you have to be... Careful when you think of AEW, like in in these types of spaces, if they're if they're advertising someone unknown, you can't just automatically go to the like hottest free agent because there's no guarantee. So you know if, if you if you thought it was going to be someone, and know we threw a few names out a few weeks ago, and while those would have been cool, the way they did it was just fine. And 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 I will two, say they
0: didn't promote them as much as they have some of the other debuts signings jokers whatever i think fans built it up sometimes more than tony khan did this time tony khan can absolutely be accused of hyping everything to the nth level um but he didn't do that this time and and so i think given that i agree with you on that yeah
1: and 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 Again, just to one more point, like this so this is the Owen Heart Memorial tournament first ever for both divisions. I don't know why we needed to have a Joker with the depth of with the depth of the roster. That that would I think that's probably my only maybe like it's gonna I don't want it to sound like a complaint because I'm not complaining. I, it's fine how it played out, but you know, why did you did you honestly need to bring Maki Ito back and have Johnny Elite debut for this one night, you know. I mean, unless you were like, we need to give Britt and Joe wins, and we don't want to do it at the expense of anyone else on the roster,
0: right? Which I can't believe you couldn't have found somebody that could have. You know, I mean, no, I I agree, and they both seem to be kind of one offs, or at least neither of them got the you know Machito is all elite or Johnny Elite is all elite, uh, which is fine. Maki Ito, I like, and I think if she was sticking around for a while, like, she could be a fun character to have um, there. Johnny Elite's fine. He's one of the, if not the most, well, no, not the most successful. He might be the most successful Tough Enough winner. He's certainly not the most successful Tough Enough alumni. Um, But, because The Miz was on Tough Enough, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um so
1: or, or at least the real world which I uh, could really consider yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I was going to uh, make a joke about real world <laughs> being tough enough but that's yeah. Uh, the real world there, hasn't you know, been a thing for it, probably the last decades. Uh, I think it was either. the
0: Miz hosted the tough enough the one time when it was on the shows anyways.
1: Um Hey, guess what? Here's here we are two-spot monkeys. That's a rabbit trail.
0: right rabbit trail and no research done for it so um johnny elite though is he's fine i you know i don't get like i saw he was announced for for game changer wrestling does that make me order the game changer show that weekend doesn't up or lower um my likelihood of ordering a show Uh, doesn't he doesn't make me not want to order a show like i said but i can't think of a match that Johnny Elite, Johnny Game Changer, Johnny Impact, Johnny whatever could be signed for right now that I'd be like, oh, that's what I need to order. Like, he's fine. He'll he'll be fine. He's wrestling Janela, I think, for GCW, um, who's another guy who does not up or lower my interest in a card either. So it's a perfect spot for him. He could just be in a match that I just don't care about. Um, but. Well, let's talk head-to-head, because that is the crux of why we're here today. Uh, We have 11 matches to pick, so trying to throw a bunch of other things in here seemed like a bad idea unless we wanted to go three hours, so we're going to try not to do that this morning, uh, or whenever you're listening to this again. I keep saying morning because it's morning when we record, but uh, Tom, head-to-head, you have got the stats in front of you. I'll let you uh, reveal those.
1: Absolutely. So, as we bring the month of May to a close and the fifth month of this competition round, you hold a lead uh, 42 and 20 to my 39 and 23. So, there's a 6 pick uh or six-match pick difference for you and I entering today's event uh, with 11 matches, as you just mentioned. Three matches. Then, did I not say three? What did I say? Did I say three? You two? said six. six. I wow. Math. Math is not my.
0: I mean, I. I wish okay. I had a six match lead. I'd like that
1: better, but it's just three. It's I don't even know where that number came from. I literally looked right down. I, yeah. Okay. Sure. So, um, three match lead. Yep. Forty two minus thirty nine is three. Welcome to two math monkeys. Uh, don't stick around because we're gonna mess you up if you do. Right. Because
0: yeah, it's not gonna be
1: good. <laughs> um. So yeah, eleven matches today uh, for this event. So we'll see how the how it plays out, and. Hopefully, I can gain some ground on you this weekend. With In June, I think we have at least two, maybe three events.
0: Three. Uh, We've got in your house, uh, Hell in a Cell, and Forbidden Door.
1: I guess I better start watching NXT. (laughs)
0: There you go. There you go. Uh, Which, that'll be next week. We would pick in your house and Hell in a Cell, because those are coming up next weekend. And then, obviously, at the end of the month, uh, we'll get together for Forbidden Door, uh, which... Wednesday night seem to start setting this t- the table for at least one match that may happen there, so that'll be uh, interesting. Even if Jim Ross doesn't know who Great O'Con is, and this other guy, um,
1: that's when Jim Ross needs. To, if they don't know that that's coming out, fine, that's great because I want an organic reaction. But sure. if that happens, then then Jim Ross needs to know that Excalibur. Needs to be the guy to step up in that space,
0: right? Lay out then for a second. And was- Excalibur just said his name like three times don't call him this other guy, call him Great Oak Khan, please. Or Khan, or
1: Jr had barbecue sauce in his ears, he couldn't hear.
0: Man, <laughs> just, I <laughs> and this other guy, like, <laughs> that makes him seem important. Um, I guess at least he knew Jeff Cobb, but. Bob had been in AEW as well. So, so we've got head-to-head for double or nothing. Uh, Three-match lead for me. Let's see how it all shakes out today uh, in our, our picks. And, Tom, you get the first pick because you were uh, – I beat you by one the last uh, event. That's usually what we go off as the as the first level. Um, and you get to pick the buy-in first. Hookhausen makes their tag team debut. Hook and Danhausen against Tony Niece and Smart Mark Sterling.
1: Yeah, so yeah. it's easy pick here. It's Hook and Danhausen without a doubt. I I want to say this, and, and it's probably not a lot to say here in this match, only because I think that we're in the early stages of Hook's development. Um, I want to acknowledge and appreciate that I think that this has been booked well. I really thought we were like going to get Nice and Hook on a fast track, uh, but doing this here and by doing what they did with uh, Nice, kind of really demolishing Danhausen, which is totally fine. Danhausen loses nothing in that. Um, and there is clearly some fun dynamic with Hook and Danhausen, Housen. Uh, so they get the win here, and then we end up at some point in the month of June, I'd imagine, getting the Hook and Tony Nice match because I don't think Nice probably takes the pinfall here. Um, it's, it, Mark Sterling is easily set up as the guy to take the pinfall.
0: I, I agree. I think Hookhausen wins. Um, you know, this is kind of the... It's got a little bit of rock and sock connection vibe to it. Um, certainly not at that level. Rock and Mankind were a lot higher um, in the packing order uh, when that was put together, but uh, it's got that same vibe. You got a very ser- somewhat serious, you call a rock totally serious, but um, Hook and Nanhausen obviously seemingly have nothing in common, apparently a love of chips. I'm not still not sure where the chips come into everything. Um, unless there was some sort of joke being made about double or nothing in chips. I don't know. I didn't get to pick. But uh, Nice has looked good uh, in AEW, and I think they've all in all booked him well. I'm glad he's doing something instead of just winning dark and dark elevation matches. Um, that might be my booking complaint with him is that he's kind of one of those guys that just was winning matches over here that nobody sees. Um, Mark Sterling is a trained wrestler, so he actually, you know, can can go. He's going to be the comedy fodder here, though, of, you know, get cursed by Housen, Dan Housen and probably taps out, you know, to Hook's Red Rum. So, uh, yeah, I agree. And this is a perfectly fine buy-in match. Usually with these kickoff matches, they, they tend, both AEW and WWE, tend to have the baby faces win anyways. Not always, but usually... You get a big pop for Hook because the guy's over like Rover. Danhausen's over huge too. You get both of them out there, get the crowd happy before the pay per view starts. Makes a ton of sense. So, yeah, Hook and Danhausen get the win. I suppose they could have Tony niece just crack the snot out of Danhausen again and, and quick get a pin, but they did that. So I feel like now, you know, no need to do that again. Uh, that would be the only way, but I don't think even in a tag match, you want to put an L on hook yet. So uh, that should mean something. Um, boy, I didn't think about this when I put these in this order, but that means I get the first pick on the match. I will admit, I am looking forward to the least on this show. Um,
1: I'm, I'm surprised. Now, before you get into your why, let me yeah. ask just a clarifying question. Mm-hmm. Did you see when they matched up, in Ring of Honor. I think that was now, what, three or four years ago for Supercard of Honor?
0: I believe I did see that match, yes.
1: Okay, okay. So, and does that have any factor in your opinion?
0: And my memory is that match wasn't, one, bad. It was pretty good. Uh, Was it a ladder match, I think? At Supercard of Honor? I feel like it might have been. They feel (laughs) like they worked a ladder match in both Ring of Honor and WWE that weekend.
1: We gotta bump up the research budget.
0: (laughs) It's, um... And a couple of years ago, you know, when this happened, 18, 19, whenever that was, um, I was more excited for it. I think partially because the Hardy Boys just, rank, like, their surprise appearance in, I think it was New York originally, um, to set that up for Ring of Honor. I thought was pretty cool. And and one of those, like, whoa, okay, Hardy Boys are a Ring of Honor. Like, that's interesting. Um, I don't care about the Hardy Boys anymore. Uh, And I think it's partially because, and this maybe maybe I'm just really jaded, but I feel like every time I've ever invested in Jeff Hardy, something's happened and he's had to go away for a while. And so I'm just like tired of investing. Um, And and Matt Hardy has done nothing for me in AEW all along, really. Um, I don't like the broken character. I think they'll eventually go back to that at some point here. I feel like we're getting the Hardy Boys Greatest Hits Tour kind of thing. I, I think they're probably gonna win the tag titles at some point in the not so distant future. Um for a little nostalgia run with them. I, I don't I don't I don't want to see that. Um I don't know. And the Young Bucks are good. They're gonna they're gonna do the Young Buck thing. Uh, but I, I I think the Hardys win this because I think the Young Bucks don't get hurt if they win or if they lose. They're they're Teflon, they're fine. Um but I, I think they're trying to set the Hardy boys up to be something. And I don't think you can do that if you just beat them with the Young Bucks. So I think the Hardys get the win. I won't be shocked if I'm wrong. I might be happy if I'm wrong because I care more about the Young Bucks than I do the Hardys.
1: Well, here we are. Two matches in, we have a difference. I'm picking the Young Bucks. Uh, I I think that um, the I like the way they've presented this match. And I think you could have kind Of seeing the tea leaves pointing us in this direction a few weeks back, and I'm uh-huh. glad I'm, I'm glad they're doing it. I think it makes sense, it's a good spot for both teams here on a loaded card. And uh, I, I don't agree with you, and I hope I'm wrong, and I hope I'm wrong, uh, or I hope you're wrong. I'm sorry, um, that the Hardys are going to get a run with the tag titles. I just don't think that fits what I view AEW and what the plan for AEW is,
0: I, and I hope you're right.
1: Yeah, right. yeah, 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 <laughs> and, and and you're right. And, and for for there, there's a lot of like you know, well, it could make sense if, or it sound, it, it's logical if. Uh, again, when you put the word if into any equation, there's again a level of doubt. So I'm gonna say the Bucks win. I think this is a statement win for them. Um, I I liked the promo on uh Wednesday with Matt and Jeff. I think Jeff actually sounded um. I'm gonna use the word grounded, uh, so but I hope that makes sense. Like it just he seemed like he was more like just more 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 human, more normal, and not like maybe Jeff Hardy charisma, like the charismatic enigma type uh uh persona. Uh, and I and I and I feel like you know the undisputed elite um is gonna come out of this with momentum heading to Forbidden Door, and then whatever comes after that. I think the Bucks winning here supports some of that build uh and, and and i don't know if you saw this as well um when this was announced someone either tweeted or commented up to one of the young bucks and they're like oh why didn't you save this for the la right it's in your backyard and uh it was probably matt jackson who responded and said we've got something special planned for that so just wait And that's next wednesday already in la so la is next wednesday okay
0: i was trying to remember i knew it was coming Yeah. Um, yeah. They've got, I mean, AEW schedule right now is just crazy. You got all the, you know, Vegas this week, LA next week. You got Forbidden Door coming the end of June. Uh, there's some little town they're running in Michigan in June sometime. Some
1: little town. Wow.
0: <laughs> I say that living in the middle of nowhere, in Nebraska. So it's okay. Um, no, that's they've got a lot of big, big shows coming up. I will say, totally off of the Young Bucks thing and Hardy Boy Squirrel, uh, I hope that in Detroit, it would be cool to see something that somehow ties to the history of Detroit. Detroit's got a long history with pro wrestling and and the chic and you know all of that kind of stuff. Like it would be cool if there's some, even just a quick segment that has a legend come out or or I don't know, it'd be cool because I think there's a lot of history with Detroit, and as uh, much as I joke about a you know some little no name town in Michigan. Um, I think it'd be cool if they play to that somehow.
1: Tom Bobo Brazil.
0: Hey, there you go.
1: <laughs>
0: Bring you out to a super kick party and it'll be good. It we'll be good to go. Uh
1: which is let me just say real quick, it's not related to a super kick, but have you I'm I'm sure I feel like we might have asked this before or maybe something along the lines. Have you ever had a dream where you've been like in a pro wrestling situation? Yes. Like either like you know, at the barricade or getting pulled over like like, so you say, yeah, you know, I come down, I get super kicked or I get involved. Like I've had a few of those dreams and like the, the vivid recall when I wake up, it's like, am I okay? Like, do I like, <laughs> so it's fun, fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have, I've had a few of those, you know, where I was working a match or I was, you know, yeah. Set to go out and I couldn't like, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Why am I going out? Like,
1: you your know. laces, your laces are tied together at your, your for your boots. Right
0: gonna fall over you know yoko is gonna kill me whatever i something like that um yeah yeah oh yeah I had those three all right well that means i get the first pick then on house of black and death triangle i'm no, excited it means
1: i get the first pick jim you're already off base
0: means you get the first pick
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> good that's
1: I mean, I, here's the thing. I probably as much as you didn't like being in the position of having that last match to be the first pick, i I would say that that's how I feel here because I, as much as I love this match on paper and actually really hope this gets um twelve to fifteen minutes. and if it gets less than that, I expect it to be just as a straight up sprint, like banana sprint.
0: Sprint, yep. Yeah.
1: um I think both teams can, can have a case to why they should win. Death, Death Triangle is coming for revenge. Uh, you know, it's been really centered around Penta because Phoenix was out with injury and Pac was wherever he was. But as they've come back to kind of bring kind of the ammunition to the table, now House of Black finally do they meet their match? On the other side of the coin, House of Black has been steady and consistent, but they're they're kind of just hovering in this like middle ground space. Water. Yeah, and I feel like they could get bumped up to the next level. The other the other factor in this, and who knows when or how this will come about, there are six man belts I believe I've read that AEW has, and they're going to, at some point, bring those to the forefront. Well, you've got two six man teams here, so what what better opportunity to um, begin uh, uh, the path for a six man tag team title tournament? um then then like kind of emphasizing you know a trio's division or a six man uh tag here the question for me is who who on house of black takes the pinfall if they lose and i think that's the direction i lean to i think i'm 55 45 death triangle so i'm going to pick i'm going to pick death triangle if I if they do lose, I won't be surprised. Even though I think my heart wants House of Black, but it's because I'm high on Brody King. I'm super high on Malachi Black. I think that like, he's not even come close to even like thinking about the ceiling. He's like, you know, on the, the 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 on the the leg of one chair. Like so, there's so much room between that and the ceiling. And then Buddy Matthews. Good grief! Like again, you talk about the riches of talent. Full display here in AEW. So, uh, Death Triangle is my pick. Um, Again, I, I think the story comes to a conclusion here with them ending up getting the revenge. Yeah, third match on the card
0: that we're in the order we're talking about them, anyways. And you've got these six talented guys. I mean, this is yeah, it's crazy. I am glad that for I feel like for once I I should do the research here really quick. I can finally say Malachi Black's on pay-per-view. I feel like every time we're like, and there's so much talent not on the pay-per-view, Malachi Black. um, I just feel like he hasn't been on pay-per-view very much in AEW. So I'm glad he's getting on because I I think I'm with you. I think Malachi Black, the the sky is the limit, you know, whatever cliche we want to use. He is a world champion level talent. Like he can be with, with just a little bit of the right booking. I don't need not even need a ton. He could be at that level whenever they want to push him up there. Um Brody King could be. You're a little higher on Brody King than I. I like him, but you're a little higher on him than I am. Um and Buddy Matthews, I think, is insanely talented. And my fear is he's the one that takes the fall. Um, because he kind of feels like the he feels like the third guy the third wheel um, to me, the way they've booked so far. Um, you've seen Brody King get a couple of singles matches on Dark and Dark Elevation and that sort of thing. It's been a little while since I remember seeing Buddy Buddy Matthews listed as one of those. So uh, that's why I think he feels a little bit, I, I'm, I'm with you. This is su- maybe the biggest coin flip on the show. There's a couple others that I think are coin flips too. Um, I think it's the end, so I think it makes sense for Death Triangle to win, too. And I'm right with you, 55-45 probably on it. I will not be stunned at all if House of Black wins. And I, and I wouldn't be stunned if House of Black wins, and it's still the end of it, if House of Black wins the feud. Um, but often you have the babyface go over. Uh, I, there's a little bit of me that wonders, like, could Pac turn and go to House of Black, be the fourth member of House of Black? He would fit. Um, that dark vibe they have he could fit or does Julia Hart get involved I'm hoping maybe whenever they did that really weird angle with her a couple of weeks ago where like she was gonna hit one of the varsity blondes with a chair then she didn't and then Malachi Black pushed her down which I didn't necessarily need to see um I hope that was the end maybe of that because that's just felt like a weird story that has had no direction um and, and I don't Varsity blondes were on darker dark elevation this week and I don't watch it so I don't know if she's still wearing the eye patch and being a pirate but
1: um. well, and it's like what is the story with the mist that does something to kind of infect you and cause you to lose vision uh, Pac clearly recovered and doesn't have longstanding effects you know is, is there has there been a side by side comparison of he was you know affected for X number of weeks but now Julia Hart's been affected for X more number of weeks. or so like it's, it's poisoned her brain more if that's again, the way they would want to go.
0: Right. She's smaller, so she can't absorb it as well. I don't know. Yeah, um, that, some, that was just a whole weird, uh, nothing against the varsity blondes. I'm glad to see the house of black working with death triangle rather than the varsity woman. So, um, I, that's more, more their level, uh, but this should be fun. I agree with you. I hope it gets time. If not, It's going to be a really fun seven or eight minute match. Um, Again, the problem with 11 matches is it's hard to give everything you want to give time to time. uh, Because there's certainly some matches later on that I think are going to probably get time. So uh, we'll see. But this should be really fun. I'm going to go Death Triangle with not a lot of... This won't be a high confidence pick when I make my FWL picks because I just don't know. We'll switch to one that will be a high confidence pick, uh, the TBS title match. Uh, I really like Anna Jay. I want to start by saying that. I really do. I like her. I think she's gotten really good in the ring. Um, You know, the character work has been a little, they don't focus on her enough. In the the women's division to to really flesh out her character, Dark Order, of course, has gone through a lot of ups and downs. you know, they waited forever to reveal the the exalted leader. Then Brody Lee came in. Then Brody Lee unfortunately got sick and, and ended up passing. Um, you know, Stu Grayson now is gone, for at least now. Um, so the character stuff with Ava I feel like, has been hit and miss. Um, but I don't know that that's all been her fault. There's been a lot of just other things. They they split Ty Conti off from her to go do the Sammy Guevara thing. And by the way, is Sammy Guevara a babyface or a heel? They were very into the heel thing, and then the way, like the fact that he's been right about Scorpio Sky, doesn't that make him a babyface? Actually, that's just there's some booking stuff there that I'm like, can we focus this a little better and not be, you know, ADD in our booking? Anyways, we don't, we don't, shockingly, we don't have a Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guevara match on this card anywhere, uh, even well, though that's
1: tonight. Tonight on the live rampage they're giving Scorpio Sky a, a new TNT title. Something that's in his image. Dan Lambert made comments because, on on be, Wednesday.
0: Because Sammy uh, didn't damage the belt at all while hitting it nine times with a sledgehammer. That thing would not uh, break. I Thank that.
1: goodness for Kazarian, right? <laughs>
0: right. And even that wasn't a huge... I was just like, oh, That belt didn't want to give up. Um, but anyways, the TBS title. So that energy, you know, the character's been on a... You don't beat Jade Cargill until you've got somebody ready to beat Jake Cargill and it's gonna mean something. Unfortunately, they haven't done enough to build Anna Jay. In fact, this title match got set up by a video where Anna Jay said, I'm coming for your title, and Jade said, Let's do it. I mean, like there was no feud, no nothing.
1: Jade's well, and, and Jay came out at the end of the Statlander Velvet match too last Friday. Okay. And so she she did get physically involved and but then you're right, like it was quick, like it was like a quick like backstage kind of promo to your point. And then it was like, We're here.
0: Right. Which again because we need to get cardio on the show.
1: Yeah. Um, And again, I think that's one of the things, maybe maybe not as extreme as past examples, but that's what you know, AEW tends to not like directly give us the the build or the or flesh out the card for these events until like four weeks out. I don't know that that's, that's a. I mean, it clearly someone, Tony Khan, someone else or a collective thinks that that works because it's the same pattern they've been following. Is it is it wrong? Is it wrong at all? Would it be wrong at all like next Wednesday or the Wednesday that follows to have the all, um, the all in um, main event like, like named, like I I and I, I I'm stomping to rabbit trail, but just asking the question in general. I know you have to be mindful of, you know, hey, if we promote, you know, something 10 weeks out, how do we guarantee we get to that finish line with any number of circumstances? No there's no guarantee, right? You always have a plan A and a plan B. But I think if you go with plan B A, excuse me, and you and you promote that, there's nothing wrong or nothing, no harm in saying, all right, we've got a 10-week story to tell. Let's do this well.
0: Well, and that's the thing is you can – you write the show. <laughs> so you can map it out and and say that, you know, well, because of his win at the pay-per-view, so-and-so, or, the, or her win at the pay-per-view, so-and-so is going to be next in line. They're the number one contender. Um, They get the next shot, and it's going to be at all-in, or it's going to be at – the L.A. show, which I know is next week, but let's say that was five weeks out was the L.A. show or something. You know, so it's going to be going to be in Detroit. It's going to be, you know, wherever, um, you know, we're going to Detroit's going to get a name for their show, let's say. And so it's going to be a, you know. Motor City Madness. I know that's a real modern show, but um, but he owns oh, Ring of Honor, So he can totally yeah. use that name now. So, uh, you know, Motor City Madness in Detroit, um, you know, so and so is going to get a title. Show. OK. And now you build Um and they've done that a few times. Punk, um, and we can talk about that a little bit later. Was kind of that sort of build, um, yeah. So I agree. Um, so your pick, Tom, I believe is
1: you. You made yours because you're the first pick here.
0: Yes, yeah, Jade. Jade. Okay, no, and no, my, my yeah,
1: my pick is Jade as well. Yeah,
0: yeah. I actually so, already wrote that down for you, but um... I,
1: same. I did it before you even started talking as well. So if you had if you had gone the other direction, I would have been like, okay, here we go.
0: Right. That the only way I do that is if I'm the one down three matches and this is the last card we're picking. And I'm like, well, I gotta swing for the fences. Let's see what they can do. And even then, I don't think this would have been the match I would have tried that on. So uh I I hope it's good. I hope they both come out of it looking good. Um, because I do like both Jade Cargill and and Anna Jay. So I hope hope it's a fun match, a good match. Um, I think it's important for them to continue to keep the TBS title on the pay-per-views to make it important continue to build both jade and that title um interesting like we said the tnt title not on this so what is that saying Um, and
1: just just one more thing too in this space like they made it a big deal for jade to get to 30 wins to me the next logical thing is 50 wins right but that there's a gap there right that's a that's right could be six months that could be three months you know so how do you how do you weave and craft a a good good story in there
0: Right. Absolutely. And um, we, you know, we've only had one get to 50, although somebody else was right behind her. I think Nyla Rose might've gotten to 50 now, um, you know, and Hikaru Shida uh, who is hurt or isn't hurt hmm, depends on who you listen to something weird's going on there. Um, yeah. So that would, that would be, and and I'm glad there's no house shows actually for AEW so there's no uh, Goldberg-like padding. Like you can literally go back and watch all 30 of her matches. Um, if you would not want to do that, well, I, I guess I don't know how you go back and watch, but they've all aired. That's what I'm saying. They've all aired. Um, so I appreciate not the you know Goldberg was was 60 and 0 at you know on Monday night, and then they come around to the next Monday night, and he's 80 and 0, and you're like, how did he wrestle 20 matches in a week? like? <laughs> What happened? How many house shows did you guys have this week that he worked all of? Um, And twice. And twice, right? Right. He beat Hugh Morris at the beginning and then Hogan at the end or whatever. But uh, you then get the first pick on, and I am right now, on Anarchy in the Arena. John Moxley, Brian Danielson of the Blackpool Combat Club, along with the unnamed trio of Eddie Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz versus the Jericho Appreciation Society of Jericho, Jake Hager, Daniel Garcia, Angelo Parker, and Matt Menard. I can't remember their nicknames. They've got ridiculous ones for the last two guys, but Big Big Daddy Magic or something like that.
1: Cool hand, Cool Hand Ange, and Big and Big and either, I don't know if it's Big Daddy Magic or just Daddy Magic.
0: Maybe it Daddy does, Magic, yeah. Matt Menard. Okay, yeah.
1: Anyways. Well, and so here's here's an, the opposite of what we are we or I kind of alluded to earlier about you know, long-term story building, this seems like it's coming up and coming at us quickly. Like I re- so I recognize that the root of the issue is Kingston Jericho. But then it's fleshed out into this. But I remember when we left Revolution and it was like the sports entertainers versus the pro wrestlers. And we were like, man, all out uh is gonna be like some, some some cool combination of this. And here we are at Double or Nothing, and we're getting this match. Now, granted, to make it five, you have to have Blackpool Combat Club minus Wheeler Yuta, who's in Best of the Super Juniors in Japan right now. I and doing pretty
0: well, actually.
1: Yeah, and, and, and then Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. But but all of the parts fit. Um, so I don't feel like this is rushed. Um, I won- I wonder what anarchy in the arena will look like, how gimmicky it will or won't be. And I know that they've been teasing some of like I don't d- dissension might be the wrong term, just uneasiness in the Danielson Kingston Moxley, you know, kind of you know which 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 is the alpha, right? And again, Kingston is his own guy. Mox and and and, and Danielson are clearly on the same page under Regal's guidance. So I don't think there's an issue there, but but could there be? And could again you know, could, could Kingston attempt to play them against one another? which would be way too early to, to really do that. I honestly thought when we were on the road to double or nothing that we were going to get Mox and Danielson versus jungle boy and Luchasaurus for the tag belts, because when they announced Wheeler Yuta for best the super juniors, I go, okay, well, Blackpool combat club now has nothing to do. Again, it became this. And again, I, like I said, I think this makes a lot of sense. This to me is also a pick 'em in in a way, uh, and I don't think it ends here by any stretch of the imagination. I think there's a lot more to go between the sports entertainer versus pro wrestling, you know, battle, if you will. And I also think that there's more for Kingston and Jericho. There needs to be a bigger payoff. It doesn't come here, and I could argue, you know, hey, give give Jericho Appreciation Society the win um, over one of Kingston Santana and Ortiz to fuel that. But then I don't think you want Blackpool Combat Club to take the loss on the other hand. I do think it's easier for someone in Jericho Appreciation Society, probably Parker or Menard, to take the loss here. So um, I'm excited for this. I think it's going to be fantastic. I've got four of the five people on the babyface side in fantasy wrestling. So I would love to get a lot of points on Sunday for this event, uh, for this match. So, um, that's not fueling my pick, and that's just kind of wishful, like an add on, like the cherry on the Sunday. Uh, I'm picking, I'm pick, I'm picking uh, the Blackpool Combat Club and Thugs. Uh, forgive me that, that probably the Thugs is the wrong you know, and you know, name to assign, but that's what it's what just came out of this, this pie hole.
0: Been fun hosting two spot spot monkeys live, we've now been canceled. Um, uh, yeah. It's hard for me to add anything to what you just said because you laid it out so well, Tom. Um, I I've gone back and forth on this match as I've been thinking about you know our conversation today and our picks for all of the same reasons that you just said. Um if anybody in this in these 10 look like oh they're there to take the fall, I'm sorry, it's Angelo Parker and Matt Bernard. Uh, <clears throat> Hager could. But when you got Parker Menard sitting there, why, why would you do that to Hager? You know, just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't beat Daniel Garcia. That would be the one person. If you're going to, if the, the baby faces go over in this match, I wouldn't, I I could see the tension that's there between Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston and, and Eddie Kingston specifically, but Santana Ortiz to a lesser extent, costing them the match in some way. Um, but, yeah, you have Mox and Kingston who have a friendship as well. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with Mox's team as well, the Blackpool Combat Club and, and Kingston Santana Ortiz. Uh, again, this will be a low low confidence. I I think it's going to be a crazy weapon brawl, you know, all over the place. Somebody's bleeding. Uh, maybe a couple of people are bleeding probably by the end of this thing. Uda, um, like you said, when he moved over, moved, but was – Headed to Japan for the best of the Super Juniors, uh, which he's got six points at a three and three. Not bad for a lot of times. The first time in, you end up being just an over guy, or you get like one win at the at the end of the tournament. So he's three and three. Um, I can't remember exactly who all he's. I think he had at least one win where I remember typing it in and in the results and going, "Oh, all right, nice job, well, Yuta."
1: Well, and he's in Pool B, and Pool B, like even though I don't think this is going to bear out, but he's right now currently one win behind the leaders. So right. like, you know, it looks Which, like it's a very level.
0: Apparently the only way to lead in pool B is to have L in front of your name. So if you were L Wheeler, Utah, you could have been lead. They have three people tied for the lead. L Fantasmo, L Lindeman, and L Desperado. Uh, so, and he's, he's tied with Robbie Eagles and Dookie and Bushy and TJP for that matter. So it's a very even uh, grouping, uh, Titan being the only one who's. Well, and Master Wado, and both of those guys are kind of there to to do that, to take those losses, I think. <clears throat> um, Duki and Bushi, I don't know if you want to be tied with those guys, but anyways. Um, not my favorite New Japan, guys. Uh, speaking of New Japan, there was a uh, squirrel. Hang on, here we go. Um, Kota Ibushi, there was a press conference this morning in Japan about Kota Ibushi, and it seems they have buried the hatchet and, and things are okay. Um, or better between Koda and New Japan, uh, there was some texts that were released a week or two back where Koda was telling them to go ahead and release him, and he was like, alleging some abuse and and just not good, not good stuff. And They apparently sat down, had a meal. Um, one of the presidents worked out with Koda and and rolled on the mat with him. I guess that's how you work things out in Japan sometimes. Um, so I. Glad to hear. They said his shoulder is not ring ready yet, so there's no timetable for his return yet. But uh, glad to hear things have worked out at least, because that just seemed ugly. And um, I, when he's ready, I'd like to see Kota Ibushi back. So you know.
1: And and while I hope you're right, I I know that I saw a tweet from Ibushi right before we joined and and started recording this morning, and it sounds like he's disputing maybe some things that were said in the press conference. uh. Great. So so, so again, I don't know the chronology So if if you're listening And you're like, hey, you idiot He said that before the press conference Great, I'm yeah. willing to own that Because I don't know But it, it appeared to me in terms of the Twitter timeline That the press conference took place And then he tweeted out something That seems like they're not on the same page So okay. I, I, I say that with A fingernail's worth of knowledge uh, So take that for what you will
0: Gotcha, well well, that sucks. <laughs> that
1: sucks. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry to bring it down. There was a part
0: of me that was like, I mean, he's been sitting in my IR spot all year. I know it doesn't sound like he's coming back in um, Although they, you know, a wrestling company not being honest about when somebody coming back wouldn't be the first time. Because why do you, you know, don't spoil surprises? Going to happen. But uh, yeah, I hope so. I I hope whatever gets figured out, and I hope if there are issues, you know with the way that, that people are being treated that they get sorted out and those people get removed from any sort of power position because that's that's crap and nobody should have to deal with that sort of thing if, if it's happening so um yeah just ugly ugly stuff um I had, a, I had an outside hope that maybe we'd see him at forbidden door the press conference didn't make it seem like that because of his shoulder and and if he's tweeting things that are in encounter to the press conference maybe that's even more of a sign that yeah probably not probably not happening Anyways, let's go back to AEW and uh I I have the first pick and I kind of wish you did actually um on this one. MJF and Wardlow. Wardlow beat uh the dog stuff out of everybody on Wednesday night. Um, including, did you see the gif of the security guy that he threw into the cage with a power bomb who then slid straight down the cage in between and yes. like poof was gone
1: yeah um, yeah, yep. and actually that guy
0: tweeted um i don't know if you saw that
1: i did yeah so, uh, someone someone said something like he got sent to the shadow realm and then like his response was i'm tweeting you this from the shadow realm as we speak or something like i don't even know what the shadow I, realm is i feel like it's a video game term but
0: i had seen one maybe that was sometime before or after where he said guys i'm still under the ring i need help um, i would which Kudos to that young guy who's, you know, probably just trying to work to get into the business and got absolutely waylaid. Um, Yeah, I hadn't. By that at that point, because I was working on some things while I was watching Dynamite, because it was the only way it was going to get done um, before this show, before us recording here. um, So at the end, when Wardlow was just beating three people, I wasn't necessarily watching um, every minute of it, I was, you know, paying attention, listening, but I kind of know what that looks like. You know, somebody, the baby face beating up everybody who all the security are tried to come in. Um, and so I had not seen it on TV. I had missed it. And then I saw on Twitter and I just, I busted out laughing. I was like, that's, I'm glad he's okay. Um, but, and I, you know, certainly can't plan for that um spot like oh the cage is going to give enough then you're going to slide down it's going to be great so i can't imagine what was going through his head when he realized oh crap i didn't hit the ring and then he hits the concrete um oh i hope he's okay too i mean if you're planning to kind of bump on the ring and all of a sudden your feet hit the floor um from a somewhat uncontrolled landing hope it worked out all right but sounds like it since he's having some fun anyways i'm really avoiding trying to pick a winner in this match but so this match has been built really, really well. I think, I mean, this has been a long-term story. You know, it's been building for more than a year um, of MJF treating Wardlow like crap and and Wardlow being this beast who just basically never loses. I mean, he's got some losses, but they're most of them are kind of, there's a few pinfall losses, but most of them have been shenanigans or those kinds of things. Um, there, there was a question in our in our fantasy wrestling league around whether there's a stip on this that if Wardlow loses, he's done with AEW. There was some inference to that early on, or uh, you know, Wardlow was saying, "Give me my match and let me out of my contract," but they really haven't talked about that lately. So i i I don't think that actually is a stip here. They, you know, I watched very closely when they were uh, running down the card and. And they didn't say a word about it. They said Wardlow finally gets his hands on MJF. Um, So I can go two ways with this. I doubt this is the last Wardlow-MJF match we get. It's the first one. I don't think it'll be the last one. That would lean me towards MJF somehow shenanigans getting a win. On the other hand, this is built so long that, you know, honestly wardlow coming in smashing mjf with a clothesline power bombing him about 27 times and pinning him in three minutes would make a ton of sense and wouldn't hurt mjf in the least mjf is he, mjf works almost less frequently than roman reigns as far as on tv reigns works how has worked house shows but he still can take a loss and be fine much like roman reigns roman reigns could Roman Reigns could lose those titles tomorrow and it's not like he'd all of a sudden be chasing the 24/7 title. He'd be fine. Um, you know, MJF could take a loss and it's not like he's going to be, you know, open and dark every week after that. He's even with whatever uh, you know, sounds like there's some uh heat for lack of a better word between he and Tony Khan and his contract and and all of that. We got another couple years we can talk about that. Um, because he's not going anywhere this year. So, I don't know who I want to pick, Tom. Even to this moment, I don't know who I want to pick. Um, I'm going to go MJF only because it seems like that's MJF's story. Like, he's done that. This has happened a couple of times now with MJF, I feel like, where he gets that first win dastardly somehow, hits him with the ring, whatever. And then eventually there's a gimmick match where he can't, you know, whether it's a cage, whether it's, I, I don't know what's the most, uh, an exploding barbed wire match. No, we're not going to do that. AW again. Um, I'm going to go MJF, but boy, I don't know. I think this is going to be really good though. I'm looking forward to this match and maybe the best build story on um, this entire car.
1: Yeah, I like a lot of what you laid out there, and I'm glad you mentioned the yeah. the, the heat or the perceived heat that's going on right now. I, I didn't know where MJF was in his contract, and I wondered, like, you know, is that a factor here? Like, is that is that part of what's going to drive creative? And it, you know, it, what, for all I knew, MJF has a contract that expires on September one, right? So, um, yeah, like I think
0: 2024.
1: Right. So, so with with that being the case, then. And I what is I don't know what his gripes are. I, I don't have enough background information and haven't dug enough to try to attempt.
0: Money, money, sure. money,
1: money. Sure, but you agree to a contract and you and like what well, you, you have to be able to come to the table and say yeah, I want to renegotiate because of X, and and maybe he feels like you can can do that. Again, we don't need to get into that now. Um, yeah, so the idea that there was potentially like a gimmick uh, or like a stipulation, like you know, Wardlow wins and he's. You know, and, and he's ex- he's free from, you know, the contract that MJF holds over him is broken. Like that's really what should be on the line here, and the fact that it's not is actually somewhat surprising. Um,
0: I kind of feel like there's a reason they haven't played that up. So,
1: and, and yeah, and maybe that's because <laughs> they said, oh, we can't pull the trigger on that here. We have to wait until September uh, all out. Um, who knows if you if they do you heard it here first and i'm just throwing a a dart at the dartboard um i i agree with you very much as well too that mjf losing which would be surprising because it'd be two losses in a row on major events after not having been someone who took losses for a long period of time um it would be a new chapter of his career but i also would boost wardlow and give MJF more reason to be dastardly and to try to undermine Wardlow. I'm picking Wardlow, and here's why. I'm picking Wardlow because I think Wardlow wins, but MJF still then retains some control and says, I don't care that you beat me. I still own your contract, pig. And I hate that they're using the trend pig, so that but I threw it out because that's... And they've gotten away from it in the last few weeks, thank goodness, but that's what they were using pretty early on. And then somehow, some way, like, MJF doubles down and says, well, if you want to get out of your contract, you have to do this. You know, I've already whipped you with a leather belt 10 times. We've already put you in a steel cage. What could be next? Uh, and, and Wardlow's look, I'll do it because I want to be free from, from your control. So there we go. Difference number two, Wardlow.
0: All right. Tom, you get the first pick on another one that I feel like is throwing a dart a little bit. Um, The AEW tag title match, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. The champs defend in a triple threat match or a three-way match against Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland and uh, Team Taz of Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs.
1: Yeah, I'm quickly just pulling up the tag rankings because uh, I'm interested. So very interestingly... And you probably, you may know this. I said probably, but I don't want to presume. Do you know who the number one ranked team is and should be facing the the tag champs on Sunday I've night?
0: Seen, I've seen the rankings, uh, but I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, FTR?
1: It is FTR. It is absolutely FTR. That,
0: that would make the most sense to me.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely FTR. So nothing against... And remind me again the, who they're wrestling Sunday night? You're right. They're, they're currently not booked. Right. So, um, again, is is this a great example of the too much wealth to go around? I love, I love the match. The match on paper has been built. Well, I, I, I I'm not going to say I called it, but I did name here that I thought this was the direction that we were going. whoop do damn do I can pay attention. Like that's not all, that's all that means. Right. Um, and, however, if, if, Team Taz and Swerve and Lee both lose here. And again, only one team will take the pinfall, right? I understand that. Like, it kind of means the end for them as a duo. Because if you fail in this endeavor, there's not much more you can do. Um, and I think Swerve and Lee really are would be great in singles roles. Again, too, too, too many guys and gals, not enough opportunity. Um so it's FTR number one, Hobson starts two, Lee, Lee and Swerve three, Mox and Danielson four, and Rapongi Vice five. Now, Rapongi Vice um, did not lose to FTR and had actually had a really competitive match, but it was for the Ring of Honor titles on Wednesday. So I think they still can state their claim as being in the top five. All of this goes back to saying, like, again, I thought we were headed towards the Champs versus Blackpool Combat Club when Wheeler went to Japan obviously that's not what we ended up on or landed on. Um, Be it the Hardys, be it FTR, be it Blackpool Combat Club, or be it someone else that we're not thinking of. Those are the teams I think that Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus end up losing to. Not this weekend. So I'm going to have the champs retaining.
0: I, uh... Yeah. It is a little bit of a dark throw, because it feels like Luchasaurus and Young little Boy could lose this weekend. Um, you know, there's been a little bit of tease of dissension with Christian. Does he cost them the titles? Um, I feel like I, if they do lose them... Oh, go ahead.
1: And I just wanted to jump in for a second. I've been waiting for the Christian turn, like you were waiting, waiting for RK Bro to break up.
0: Right. <laughs> right. Like almost since the day it started, you're like, well, at some point that's gonna burn, up, you know, fall apart. Um it I think if either Lee and Strickland or Starks and Hobbs win them. Well, let I me mean, let me say this. I don't think Lee and Swerve are winning them. Uh I have Swerve, you have Keith Lee in our fantasy league. From a point standpoint, we'd both love for that to happen. Um, I I agree with you. I think they both have a lot more to offer singles. Than as a tag team right now um so if anybody wins it would be starks and the hobbs and, and i could see it i would think they would be a short-term transition to maybe the Hardys, maybe ftr maybe back to luchasaurus and jungle boy i think when luchasaurus and jungle boy lose the titles though i think we we see not necessarily a split between them but just them kind of start to set separate a little and go singles because i think jungle boy after this tag title run should embark on his singles career and, and hopefully start to ascend in the singles ring. Um, And, and Luchasaurus to some level too. Although I think Jungle Boy is obviously um, significantly ahead of him in the pecking order when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, So I could see Starks and Hobbs winning. I don't feel like they've done enough. I, I, I don't know how Starks and Hobbs are in the top five. Like I don't feel like they've done enough to build them into a top five tag team. they, they have a habit of doing this they probably want some matches on dark and elevation that i'm unaware of and AEW does that a lot where all of a sudden people get wins on there and they're like oh now the acclaimed are the number one tag team contenders because they won eight matches in a row that nobody's seen because they're on youtube um and not nobody's seen there are people who watch it i just don't have time every once in a while i'll throw it on in the background while i'm working on something else but even then i'm not necessarily really paying attention um Would I be stunned if Starks and Hobbs win it? No, I just don't. I agree with you. I feel like Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy have had a longer run than I thought they would, to be perfectly honest. Um, But when they lose, it could be used to elevate a a newer team like Starks and Hobbs. But it's probably more to an established team, I think, too. So I'm with you. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus win. Uh, Selfishly hope I'm wrong and Keith Lee and Swerve win it. But. That's just selfish. Uh, I get the first pick for the AEW women's title match, Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb. How do I say this nicely? I'm looking forward to the match. These two are both really good workers. The promos for this have been dog stuff bad. It's just not been good. Um, On either side, the promos aren't bad. But I know they're really good in the ring. So I know it's going to deliver in the ring. It's going to be really good. I just, yeah, the build has been, oof, um, not good. Not good for me anyways. Uh, someday Serena Deeb may win the AEW women's title. I wouldn't be totally stunned to see that. Ain't going to be here. Um, I don't think. I think Thunder Rosa is just getting going still in her reign, I feel like. Um, I can't. She's been only added it a few months now. I I think taking it off of her would be a mistake. I think there's plenty of challengers. I think there could be a a setup coming uh, with, with the Owen Hart Memorial tournament for maybe who another, the the next challenger might be again. Um, So uh, I think it's Sunder Rosa that wins this match. I I wish I had more to say about it. I just think the build has been so um, not good all along that it's more of a I don't like how we got here, but it's going to be really fun on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I'd say the story here for me, and and this is going to be like the only comment I make before my pick, is that the build to get Deeb as a challenger has been phenomenal. Like, she yes. does seem that like an absolute, an absolute threat.
0: Up to the it's, point they announced the match, it was good.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Um, Thunder Rose is my pick, too, and that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I... I, I've listed this so late in the card because it's a women's title match and it's important, but I feel like it could have gone really early because I didn't think we were going to have a whole lot to say about it. Uh, Tom, you get to pick uh, the winner of a match that we don't know both participants in, so congratulations for getting the first shot of that. Uh, the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament Finals on the women's bracket, uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, who got a, a, a tainted win over tor- Tony Storm on Wednesday, uh, takes on the winner of tonight, th- uh, Friday's night, <clears throat> friday's patch can't talk uh between ruby soho and chris statlander who is uh in the tournament now because hikaru as i mentioned earlier was announced as being hurt she says she's not hurt i don't know there's seems like there's more to that story somewhere that we haven't heard yet uh but uh chris statlander is in here against ruby tonight on rampage one of them faces brit on sunday who do you think's winning
1: so I think when you discuss this match, you can't not help think of the men's final because
0: it's hard not to, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, because you go well if they go this direction, then they probably go here, or do they do this and this? Uh, you know, so like you, you kind of run through those scenarios. Um, I'm without trying to give anything away. I'm going to say I think the story here is um, something that we've talked about a little bit before, but I think it's the actualization of it. And I think it's the return to um a, 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 an opportunity for whatever period of time, maybe this summer, um, summer of Soho. Uh-oh. Um, that Ruby gets back and Ruby ends up becoming a, a challenger for Thunder Rosa's title. And maybe even is the person that unseats her, who knows? Um, so with all of that being said, I expect a really good match here. Um, you know, we've we've discussed number a number of times about the 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 debut of Soho, kind of the rocket, and then kind of the wherever it's been. And again, I think this is the ascension again. Uh, and I think it would make a lot of sense. Don't know that it will or will not happen for sure. It's gonna be eager to watch it play out Sunday. Picking Ruby Soho.
0: All right. Well, we have three differences. So you you have a chance to at least tie. We have two more matches still to pick uh on this show. Uh I'm going Britt Baker. I I I think. I, I hope, well, I hope you're not right from a head-to-head standpoint. I hope you're right from a booking standpoint. I would love to see that. I do expect Ruby Soho to beat Chris Statlander tonight. Um,
1: do I get two wins? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> well,
0: and the question becomes, what if Statlander beats Soho tonight? Then you've picked somebody who's not even in this match. Yeah,
1: um, that's the risk you take. I'm, I'm, I'm right, accepting is- that risk.
0: And, and to be clear, you're picking Ruby Soho, not the Ruby Soho Chris Statlander.
1: Yeah, that is correct. Uh,
0: and uh, I think Ruby gets the win on Rampage tonight. I'd be stunned to see Statlander beat her. And, and, it, and if she did, it would just kill your entire Summer of Soho idea. Um, I, I do think Statland. I think it's going to be a, a close match tonight because I think they are uh, rebuilding Statlander uh, and doing an okay job with that so far. She's been really good since she returned. I, I like dropping the alien stuff. Um, she had a little more of an edge to her, which, which I've enjoyed. Um, but I think Soho wins on Rampage, not that we're picking that. Uh, but I think Baker wins. Uh, we can talk more about why, maybe a little later. Um, but uh, I, I think we could get back to a Baker-Rosa match again. I don't necessarily need to see that again, because we have seen it a lot lately. Uh, but eventually... She probably gets her... Re- she, she hasn't had a return match yet. So, you know, not that they really talk about those in AEW, but they could. Um, and Baker would absolutely be the right character, character to whine about not getting her return match. Uh, so there it is, Baker and Soho. Uh, third difference we have on this show. Um, and now we go to the men's side, and I guess I said... Before,
1: before we jump there, I just want to say, I think that, you know... in you know under my line of thinking baker losing here gets baker and tony storm back to a feud because of what ha- has been going on but then what actually then happened on wednesday with baker um did she i think she held the rope she didn't she held the, the rope, rope to get the win yeah. So, um
0: the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament finals men's bracket Side Adam Cole versus Samoa joe And what I'm surprised a little surprised to say is a first time ever match between them. They are not listed as opponents um on the database that I i check for these things. Uh, and I actually did a moment of research before this match. So congratulations, you've just seen the first time that's ever happened. Um, but um but I guess it does make sense. Cole came into Ring of Honor probably after Joe. Um Joe came back a couple of times for like one-off matches and that, but but apparently never wrestled Adam Cole, and then in NXT they, you know, didn't end up crossing paths either. Um, I, again, at least from what I I pulled up, so I I think this will be really good. I a l- little surprised. I had O'Reilly in the finals uh, when we we picked this through because I thought Jay Lethal would get involved and cost Joe uh, either against the Joker or in the semis. I'm just going to stay with what I keep saying that's wrong, and I think Jay Lethal gets involved at the pay-per-view.
1: Third time's um, the charm.
0: Third time's the charm, absolutely. I think I think you have to because, again, playing to that audience in India with Satnam Singh, I think having him appear at the pay-per-view is a good idea. Uh, apparently, I haven't looked, but apparently Satnam Singh's appearances do really good YouTube numbers. Again, probably from India if you, you know, Really run through where those watches are coming from, but money is money; doesn't matter where it comes from. Um, so,
1: I mean, I, I know what you're saying, but I was going to make a, a funny statement. What about Saudi Arabia, Jim?
0: Okay, money is money. Yes. Okay, okay.
1: <laughs> uh, it does matter
0: where it comes from, somewhat. Yes, um, clicks are clicks. Maybe that doesn't matter where those
1: come. There from. you go. There um, you go. I just I loved how you 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 put that on a tee for me, and I just couldn't. You know? I
0: did. Yes. Oh, and there are lots more things you could say. Like, what about this? What about that? What about this? Um, Jim suggesting illegal things now on two spot monkeys. Look at.
1: Um, two scandalous monkeys.
0: Two scandalous monkeys. There we go. Uh, I I I think it's Adam Cole. And I think, so so in my picks, I have Adam Cole and Britt Baker being able maybe to um, accept their belts together. It's, I've seen somewhere that there are title belts, although I don't think they're going to be defended. I think they're just the trophy. Um, Although there's a cup, too, because it was the Memorial Cup um, tournament. But I have seen or heard, um, seen that there were title belts, perhaps. And Tony Khan didn't want to say what the winners were going to receive when he was doing his uh, media call yesterday. He said he wanted to say that, so that leans more to that, too. So, a photo shoot of Adam Cole and Britt Baker with their titles together and the it couple and the blah, 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 blah. I know they're not the it couple, that's somebody else, but um, I think Cole wins here. Baker Cole, your first Owen Hart Memorial tournament winners.
1: Yeah, I'm picking Cole as well, um, but I don't. I, the reason why I'm not going the same path as you is I don't think they want two heels in this spot for the first time. I also do think through the rehab and the reestablishment of Ruby Soho is a valid path for them to take, and this is a good mechanism to do that. Um, yeah, you and I are actually in alignment too. Um, I know that I didn't necessarily feel as strongly as you did about the Lethal Contingent screwing Joe earlier on this path, um, but I do. I did think it was going to happen in this space. Um, so this this is the, the the brightest spot. So why not have it happen here? Sure. Um, so let me just ask you this. I don't know if you looked at records before this match. Again, this is the first time these two are matching up. Adam Cole is 13 and 2 in AEW. Samoa Joe is 4 and 0. So if Joe loses, it's his first loss, even if it's dirty. Um, it still counts as a loss. Um, I, I, I'm trying to make sense. Max Caster, Minoru Suzuki. Johnny Elite and Kyle O'Reilly. Are those are those the only four that come to mind for you when I say Samoa Joe? Yes. Okay. And it's interesting that the Minoru Suzuki win counts on the AEW record, yet it was for the Ring of Honor television title. Yeah. I mean, just yeah, two I that, there,
0: right? yeah, I think there's going to be some... Uh, yeah, they're going to have to figure that out at some point. I guess until Ring of Honor starts... Uh, Starts figuring that out. Oh, he also did. uh, He should be five and zero actually. He beat Trent Beretta, uh, depending on title on Rampage.
1: Well, so here's the thing. Then does that if that's not so? These these, I think these records that I'm looking at are right on the AW side. I would have to imagine they were pre-Wednesday. So one of one of those two, one either either the Suzuki or the Trent match is not being considered because he's three and zero here. Oh. And, and and so, and so that's pre Kyle O'Reilly victory. Anyway, we don't need to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, but it probably but again,
0: is either the Suzuki or the uh, Trent, which is funny. Like, how do you count one and not the other?
1: Precisely, precisely. Um, all right, here's the other part. And Cole, I said 13 and two overall, but nine and two singles. I, I when I pulled up that record, I go, he's lost twice in singles matches this year, and he's actually lost three times in singles matches. But one wasn't one was a lights out match, so it doesn't count. It doesn't really, count in the that right. way. Um, can you remember the other loss that Adam Cole took in twenty twenty two
0: i I have them in front of me oh but,
1: okay well, that's but, not fair you're cheating Jim but, yeah. <laughs> but,
0: but I think I would have it was the two losses to Adam page
1: no no so so he so orange Cassidy in January by pinfall that's the one I'm referring to and then so that Paige, was the
0: lights out match oh wasn't
1: wasn't the oh Okay, it was Texas
0: death match. The Texas death
1: muscle. match, got it, got it. Okay, yeah. so the cast, the Cassidy loss, despite being a pinfall, doesn't count. I had right. it backwards, I had one of the yep. page page matches not counting. Okay, yeah, okay. the
0: Cassidy match was the lights out, uh, and the, the page match was Texas death.
1: Okay, well, so, so having two <laughs> losses to your world champion, and that
0: says, please, no yeah. more math.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you've stuck with us this long, uh, <laughs> what can we do now to? We're going to break stories. out
0: signer math before long here, trying to figure out these records for AEW.
1: Pre-calc coming in the final 15 minutes of Two Spot Monkeys Live. Uh, anyway, so, sorry. We'll, we'll we'll try to do better research, and I'll try to understand the rules of AEW's wins and losses better. Um, the bottom line is we're both, both picking Adam Cole. We both kind of have different reasons. Um, I think this also, one more just comment, this goes into the... Um, kind of the continued build of the Undisputed Elite.
0: Yes. Yeah, I do agree with that as well. All right, Tom, you get the first pick on the main event, the AEW World Title Match Hangman Page, versus which uh, Tony Khan called Hangman Page his favorite champion thus far and the best champion in wrestling right now. Oh, Tony. Oh, Tony. Uh, defending against CM Punk.
1: Yeah, I I love that we're here. I I was trying to think about how I was going to start. Let me get my pick out of the way, and then I'll explain. I'm I'm picking CM Punk to win. That is is a pick that I am not making lightly, and if I'm wrong, I will not be surprised. That being said, I think that the move to that uh, title change now makes sense versus having Punk come up short and then potentially doing a rematch in Chicago. That could be big box office and big money if that's the route they wanted to go. And if they do, I mean, golly, it kind of it writes itself, right? Punk returning you know, almost a year after his debut or return to pro wrestling in, in AEW and then kind of having a last hurrah. Uh, again, I don't think that's what they would call it, but they could, they could maneuver and book it all the way they could. They, they're calling this like the most anticipated or the biggest title match in aew history, which is really interesting for a number of reasons, right? But again, how much of that is hyperbole? I think I think it's a lot because I think in in three months from now, uh, four months from now, get and a half months when we're at all out, we're probably gonna get yeah. something something similar. so another another statement to the to, to kind of match that hype. I, I loved the interaction between the two on Wednesday. And the question I'm left with is which of the two are lying? Which of the two are not being transparent? Is Punk being to at to Page's face one way and he's gonna do something different? Is is his true like mantra of I love the fans, I'm all about respect? Like, is that truly CM Punk? And is, is he being legitimate? Or is he BSing us and is he gonna show the snake on Sunday? Or is 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 Page, like truly saying, I'm defending, not just the title, from you. I'm defending all the wrestling from you, which is an interesting thing because he's not losing people in his corner. There's still a lot of Hangman and, and you know, um, and, and other chants that go on, but it's an it's a really interesting thing because I think there's so many people who are pro CM Punk that what segment of the audience is truly behind page and do they, do they believe him enough to like go, yeah, you, you're actually right. You are winning AEW all elite wrestling against, against this, this, this guy who, you know, and, and there's, and I don't think there's any argument that you can make that punk has done nothing but come back and been you know, someone who's fought battles, fought wars, and it's earned this spot. So I love that dynamic. And I think it's more than that. I'm not probably articulating it to the best degree that I can. But I just think it's, it's played out really well, and it's set up for what I think is going to be an amazing main event on Sunday night. And, yeah. and it's still your thunder, but we talked about it, I think, before we recorded. Tony Khan has already said that this match will not go to the ring if there's a Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals, which is... Until that good. game's done. Which is, until that game is done, yes. So that that's... that. We already talk about oftentimes, I don't think we yet have had the chance to beat that horse today, but AEW is known for long shows. These, we already have 11 matches, and there are guys like Darby Allen and FTR, and I could continue on, that aren't even on the card. That doesn't mean they're not going to be on the card or be in a promo segment, but they're not in a match. I can't imagine one more match or two more matches being added, and but Tony Khan says he has a plan. So
0: yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, uh, we'll see. We'll see what his plan is. I, I hope that he does have a good plan though. And, and either adds a bonus match or something or, or runs an angle and, and we don't just get, you know, dead air basically with, you know, JR talking, God help us if that's what it is. Um, and wants to know, what did you both think about pages shoot? quote unquote comments to punk on wednesday about yeah, I, I think around like the the people in the backstage you know not liking him and and things like that
1: yeah i was fine with it i i i love like i so i'm having a hard time i think with the, like what is real and what is not real like sure. i do feel like there's a true competitive thing here and i'm also like really going like it does are we like so i going back to that, i didn't finish my thought well because i only kind of covered it for punk but like, is Hangman Page like truly this upset? Like at Punk, Punk, Punk is seeming to be going, "Hey, win, lose or draw, I want to shake your hand," and he's being what appears to be the honorable competitor here. You know, pursuing a title, like the biggest title, and Page is like not being a sportsman. That's how it's coming across to me. So that that element of you know, is there something in the match on Sunday where Punk has a chance to be underhanded? And he does it, and then that's like, and he wins, and then Paige is like, "Well, you were going to be honorable, even though I had my gripes against you. You, you proved to me you weren't honorable." I don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah, i I don't think it was. I, I think the comments were made sense because in AEW they do blur that line between work and shoot sometimes. Um, and they know that their fans are very online savvy and and interested in the backstage politics of wrestling and all of that. Um, so they play to that. So the the comments played fine with me. Um, I don't think it was any, uh, what do I want to say? I don't think it was by accident that Hangman Page was wearing white and CM Punk was wearing black on Wednesday. Um, there there were definitely some little Easter eggs being dropped in um, throughout the comments and the and the attire of the two people. Uh yeah, I think we're getting heel punk. Um I, I think a little bit of the it won't be the same, but the the punk we had when he won the Ring of Honor title when he was headed to WWE. Um, the whole you know, the greatest uh
1: Trick that ever ever pulled?
0: Yeah, the greatest trick that ever ever pulled. Piece, um, which I know they've used that obviously with MJF and Punk. So, so I don't expect any sort of rehash of that. Uh, but I'm going Punk um, for a lot of the same reasons you said. I, I could see what your other idea of Page winning and we go to some sort of rematch it all out. Um, they don't tend to do that though with the world title matches and pay-per-views it's happened i believe i would have to look back through all the pay-per-view results but but it seems like we move on to the next challenger each pay-per-view and when you only have four pay-per-views five this year with forbidden door um that makes sense in some ways too so i think uh and i and i don't well i I shouldn't say that the the AEW world title very well could be defended at forbidden door i could see Punk or Page, whoever is the champion, defending against someone who may not be the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, come Forbidden Door. Um, I I think that's a possibility, and I think it would be very interesting to see Punk or Page versus, say, Okada if he doesn't happen to be holding a title after Dominion,
1: Um,
0: which I think is a very real possibility. Anyways, that all being said, Punk is my my pick here. Again, not high confidence on it. I, I haven't loved Paige's title run as much as Tony Khan clearly has, uh, and that's okay. I, I've said before on the show numerous times that I Paige just hadn't clicked as champion for me. I will say Wednesday night. Uh, I thought the promo between the two of them, the face-to-face, was really well done and, and made me more excited for this match and made me feel like Paige was... More in that spot as the guy, you know, the top guy in in AW. So kudos, they did a nice job of that. Um,
1: well, let's so let's actually, if you're done talking about the match, because it sound it sound like you were, because you're transitioning to talking about like that perception of Page and then t- Tony Khan's comments. Adam Page has now been champion. I think we're roughly in the seven month ballpark. Um, I, I, I'd love for you to. To, to go deeper on that on that opinion that you just shared, assess your view of his reign as champion. And why do you think, as you assess that, why do you think juxtapose it versus Tony Khan's statements that he's his favorite champion?
0: I I just think, for me, Paige hasn't felt like the champion. And I don't know exactly what that's been. Um, you know, he had a nice feud with Adam Cole where he got a couple of title matches out of that. Um, Paige just has always felt to me like somebody. Um, I, I use the homicide uh, connection or, or connect, not connection, um, example a lot of times. Homicide's Ring of Honor run the the money and the story was the chase to the title. Once he won the title, it wasn't as important. Like, and he didn't hold it very long. They transitioned into Morishima afterwards um, because the story was always the chase. Paige, I felt like that was his story for two years, was the chase to get to Kenny Omega in the title. And then once he beat the final boss, you know, if you think about it in a video game, which very much Omega was, uh, you could tell he was crafting it a little bit like a video game, and even to the point of acting kind of like a final boss and, you know, all of the kind of shenanigans that Kenny Omega was doing at that time. And we know Omega's a big gamer. Um, like, okay, beat the final boss. Now what? Um, and I, I just haven't felt like Paige has been able to sink his teeth into anything a little bit with Cole. He did. I, I think he's, he's done a nice job with this punk. Um, story, e- even with Danielson, he was fine. Um, you know, I like that. He's always been confident. Um, I think Paige has got a lot of upside. I just felt like this, the money was always in the chase. And now I, I haven't gotten as I was invested in the chase I was invested in him beating Omega for the title. I just haven't been invested in him keeping the title. Um, And and now you have somebody who I think you can go a whole different direction. Yeah, you're going to have the whole online community freaking out that out of five world champions so far in AEW, if Punk wins it... um, Only two of them have been non-WWE guys. Um, Whatever. They're AEW guys now. Like, everybody worked somewhere before they work where they are. Let it go. Like, again, if you brought somebody straight over from W, when Adam Cole came in, if he would have come straight from NXT and won the world title on night one, okay, maybe there's a a valid argument. They haven't done that. So stop it. Stop, 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 stop. and half of the guys who come over from WWE get re- are really hot for a week or two, and then they go work dark. So let's not, you know, let's not create a narrative that there's no real substance behind. Uh, does that make sense, though, no, on my page? To go back to my page thing of, I just feel like he hasn't been able to sink his teeth in anything and, and feel like, yep, this is the and this is the guy everybody should be aiming for because he's the top dog, he's the baddest guy on the planet.
1: No, it makes a lot of sense to me, and, and 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 it's surprising that that's something that we can even have a dialogue about when you have episodic TV, because you would think that with episodic weekly TV, there should be something where you, and maybe it's just you and I, right? Because I I don't think my opinion falls too far outside of where you're landing, because um, I, I do think that you know I've enjoyed, uh, pages run. I almost said Cole. I've enjoyed pages run, and but when you look at like it's danielson cole with archer sprinkled in there cole and now punk like that's kind of surprising that it's really just been anchored in those areas you know and, and i know he's had other, had other defenses um, which and, and i don't even want to like go too far but like the kenneske takashida Tek- Tekashi- or whatever his last name is i'm sorry that match a week ago wednesday that was amazing like, really that, was, really like that was that was amazing. So like m- more of those moments for Paige, um, if they, I think if we had those that we could really like sink our teeth into to use that same phrase over the last seven months might give us a different opinion.
0: Agreed, agreed. And I, I think the interesting thing too will be if Punk wins the title, Okay, we probably get a rematch on Dynamite somewhere down the road here, you know, at a, at a specially named, like I said, Dynamite. Uh, but where does Paige go next? You know, if Punk goes on to another challenger or two,
1: um, do you still have the rankings in front of you, Tom? Um, I closed you know, them, yeah. but I do I do remember that you, you want the men's rankings?
0: Yeah, curious besides Punk, who's in the men's?
1: Yeah, so the yeah. men's, uh, so Nice is five. Um, Mox is in there. I want to say, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to misspeak. I'm gonna pull them right back up because they're easy to find. Neese? Um,
0: Tony, Tony Neese is
1: five. Wow. Tony Neese okay. is five. Yeah, I knew you. I knew. I. Well, it was funny because I. I observed that and I said, "Dang!" So if Hook actually gets that win, Hook's in the top five. Um, right. I, I had like Let an internal. Episodes,
0: I don't know. I,
1: I had an internal dialogue moment with myself. It's Punk, Moxley, Adam Cole, Jay Lethal, and Tony Neese one through five.
0: All right, so none of those really excite me for Punk. I mean, Punk Cole would be interesting, but they're both. They would both be heels, kind of in my thinking, because I feel like Punk is going that direction. We're gonna get heel Punk here now. You know, he's done almost a year of babyface Punk, and we get a, you know, a run of of heel Punk, and then we go back to babyface Punk. Um, although Punk Cole, both as heels, who just don't like each other, and you know, throwing shots on the mics back and forth, that could be fun. Um, yeah, Punk Lethal does nothing for me, and I think Lethal is doing mostly Ring of Honor stuff. Interesting that he's in the AEW Top 5 when he seems to be more of a Ring of Honor wrestler right now. Um, but again, maybe... He, Tony said they're hoping to get Ring of Honor TV started sooner rather than later. Um, so I, I hope that's true. I hope that by the end of summer, we have Ring of Honor TV happening and, and some stories and and separate the two. He says he wants to run them not as a subsidiary, as he called it, but as two separate companies. And I hope that's true um, because I think, I mean, WWE has missed the boat every single time they could have done that, whether it's Raw and SmackDown, WWE and WCW, Raw, SmackDown and ECW. The only thing they've left, they let kind of feel like its own brand was NXT. And now they turned that back into developmental anyway. So maybe AEW can do it. Be interesting to see if Tony Khan can resist the temp, the temptation to to, you know, have them crossing over all the time or or turn it totally into developmental, I, it's going to be very interesting to see what he does with the Ring of Honor. That's a whole other conversation. But Jay Lethal, who's going after the Ring of Honor TV title, is in the top five for the AEW title. Okay, cool.
1: Uh, and, 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 and to be fair, that top five, the champions above that are both the TNT champion and the AEW World Champion. So are, are you, arguably, a state, you know. A, Conversation to be held. That they could be doing Scorpio Sky, but again, none of those guys we just named have been at all involved in anything related to Scorpio Sky.
0: Right. You apparently don't have to be in the top five to get a TNT title shot.
1: Kazarian um, was when he got his a few weeks ago.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, and maybe they'll work Sammy in somehow because it sure seems like we're getting another Sammy Scorpio match. Um. So. There we have it. Uh we have the three differences. Uh I have Hardys. you have Bucks. I have MJF, you have Wardlow. I feel less and less certain about that every time I say it. And uh I have Baker, you have Soho. I feel I feel best about that one of the three that we're different on. I feel best about Baker. Which one do you feel best about on those three? Um out of curiosity, I didn't tell you I was gonna ask you that.
1: No, yeah, no, that's all good. Um, I, I honestly don't know. I, I could probably Try to quantify all three um sure. there's and, a reason you made fix. picks yeah so, yeah right so um i'll say young bucks um but that's just to answer your question um also, <laughs> just that i don't i don't want to leave it open ended.
0: that's fair that's fair well tom anything else we uh we need to cover today
1: no man, I this was fun. I literally cannot wait until Sunday. Like I don't want to fast forward through today, other than you know the work I have to do. Uh, but holiday weekend, it's gonna be fun. Lots, lots to just enjoy and get rest. Uh, but Sunday night, um, especially because I'm gonna be with my brother. I, we haven't hung out in over four months, and he's joining me uh, for this event. So I'm thrilled that he and I are gonna get together and do something we've done for years, but it's been, you know, inconsistent due to COVID um, just because of how his work schedule is and what pro wrestling has been. So thrilled that we get to hang out and watch this show together. And uh, I laughed at him because we were texting back a few days ago and he said, uh, um, he said, so who's, uh, who's so-and-so fighting and why, like, why like, is Eddie Kingston on the card? And, and then like, and then I am answering these questions and he goes, yeah, well I looked at the card online and it just, Trying to figure out the stories. And I was like, darn, I kind of wanted you to come into the event blind, right? So like I have this knowledge and you don't. And then we can both have have different have different perceptions, right? And different responses. Because if you know what the stories are, or if you watch the buy-in, which we will, and you get that dose, like what does it do for you as a viewer? Right. So, like, again, I think I may have mentioned before, if I haven't, I'll do it now. In this house, where big survivor watchers. Survivor mm-hmm. had their finale this week. Um it made me think of when we were watching survivor if you had to be plucked out of your life for 26 days let's we'll call it 30 days right and you didn't know anything that was going on and you came back and like just plopped in and we're like i'm not going to try to catch up i'm just going to watch from from day 1 and whatever it might be your favorite sports team your favorite tv show pro wrestling like how would that feel right we don't we don't know what that's like we don't have we haven't had to have that situation presented in our lives It'd be interesting.
0: It'd be an interesting uh, experiment sometime, although I'd have to stay off social media. And and obviously in Survivor, you you are. Um, But to try to do it in my own life might be rough because I don't know if I have the uh, self, what do I want to say, discipline to uh, stay off social media and that sort of thing. And It would be interesting, though. It definitely would be. Well, I'm, I'm planning to watch live as well, so I'm sure we'll uh, we'll message back and forth a little bit too along the way. Uh, very cool that you get to hang out with your brother and do that um, and watch it. I'll be sitting in the man cave, uh, most likely just me, uh, because I don't think Katie gives a crap um, about this match or, or this show or any other. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, and, I, so, and, I, and I
1: really hope we can come back together now now I I know we'll come back together next Friday, but I ho- I my hope when we do come back together next Friday as we unpack this show that it hasn't increased to six uh ma- six match lead for you. Um if I if I do a clean sleep, I'd love to enter the month of June in a dog fight with you. That'd be amazing. Um and we've got a, gonna we're gonna have a loaded show next week because again, we're gonna probably spend a, a good chunk of time, I imagine, unpacking the events of this show and maybe even what happens on uh, the LA Forum debut for AEW Dynamite. And then we've got, like you said, In Your House, which I better start watching NXT, uh, and Hell in a Cell to uh, to pick. So wouldn't it be ironic that I I close the gap on you in some capacity, whether it be one or three matches, and then we go into In Your House and I screw the pooch.
0: (laughs) Or you do really well, having not watched it, you can't overthink it, so. Yeah. uh. That could, that could actually help in WWE booking land. So um, think about what you think they should do and then pick the other way. It um, <laughs> might be a good strategy. So, we will be back next week. Uh, yeah, I'm back in the show talking about In Your House, talking about Hell in a Cell. Uh, I, you know, you've got a whole other week now to get excited about that uh, handicap match between Bobby Lashley, MVP, and Almost. So uh, try to hold that excitement in, Tom. And uh, we'll we'll come back together next week and let you just unleash your excitement.
1: And if, and if viewers and listeners don't want to come back now, I don't know what we could have said. That would have made them.
0: <laughs> very, very true. Uh, hopefully, you all come back. Uh, everybody have a good week. Be safe. We'll talk to you soon.